Why do you go away? So that you can come back. So that you can see the place that you came from. With new eyes. And extra colors. And the people there will see you differently too. Coming back to where you started is not the same as never leaving. Terry Pratchett, A Hat Full of Sky. Now entering the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by for quantum phase inversion. Rerouting. Uncharted realms. Please stand by. Whoa. Are you alright? You come rolling out of that gate like a zeet and falling out of the back of a 73 Delta 88 that drive in. Ah, Huh, yeah, that was a great car. AC didn't work on it, but the A-Track sure did. Oh, I could still hear cream playing in the background. Shoot, that was back in the days that you could crack a beer on your way home and let your kid actually steer the car while you are doing it. Huh, 70s, that was a weird time. You may not remember me, but I remember you. Name's Hank Gray. Welcome to the uncharted realms of the back rooms. Been in here for a long time, listener. We've actually crossed paths before. You were on your way out of the Phantasmagoria, and you popped into the Cola Wars level. Not sure how long ago it was for you, but for me, it's been a few years. Now, this is something I've managed to figure out over time. I've been hopping around in between each of these rooms. Now, while the gate system doesn't actually get me back into the Po, it does bounce me around into other areas here. Near as I can tell, each one of these rooms is almost representative of the Po. This place that you just popped into, prime example of that. This here is Camden, New Jersey, figuring probably about 1933. Now, the reason I know that, one, I was here, but two, I remember opening the crate in cultural science, and I remember seeing this in that crate. This meaning a picture of this. Incoming traveler. Oh, no, I saw it. Gates never done that before. Look out. (coughs) Donnie? Oh, yeah. Hank? Is that you? The one and only. That's weird. Gates never brought two people through before. Yeah. We had a little bit of a shake-up in the Poe. A little bit of a shake-up? Yeah, you know how these things go. Somebody has a great idea. Next thing you know, you're fighting homicidal robots. Homicidal robots, huh? (laughs) Well, it's been a while, but nice to know that things don't change. (laughs) Yeah, you got no idea. Where are we? I was just explaining to the listener that this looks like Camden, New Jersey. 1933, near as I can tell. What makes you say that? Well, like I was telling the listener, I've been here. And I've seen this picture. This is the site of the first drive-in theater. Really? Yeah, the first movie ever shown in an outdoor theater was on June 6, 1933. And the first movie to be watched was an English comedy called Wives Beware. It was a pretty novel idea. Nobody had ever done it before. Apparently, the guy had set up his very first theater for his mom. story had it was that she was pretty big and she couldn't get into the regular theaters. So, a fellow taking care of his mom, Richard Milton Hollingstead Jr., made sure that his mom could watch the flicks too. Tied up a sheet between a couple of trees, got a small projector, put it on the top of his car, and showed her a movie that way. Took it up a step further, and that's when he patented the drive-in theater. In 1933, New Jersey motorists were the first ones to hit the drive-in at 25 cents a car. Really, now, that's kind of cool. 
So we travel back in time? No, I don't think so. As I was explaining to the listener here, I think that the gate system is actually hooked into the post somehow. In all my years of traveling through these different worlds, I've been noticing things. Every single one of them has a little something to do with something that's coming to the Poe. Really? Now that's interesting. Whoa, look out. Incoming traveler. Got another one coming Please through. stand by. Galen. Oh, Mr. Gray. Been a long time. Yeah, how you doing, buddy? Well, you know, let me tell you. Definitely had better days. How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm just telling the listener here about the first drive-in. Oh, that's interesting. You know, they went through all kinds of different iterations on trying to get sound to work correctly. One of the problems that they ran into is that the first speakers for the sound of the movies were placed at the base of the screen itself. So the people up front, they get blasted really hard. And then the people near the end, they could barely hear anything. And when they did hear anything, because of the distance that the sound traveled, it didn't line up with the lips. Kind of like when you watch old Godzilla movies. Huh, I did not know that. Now, when did they make the window speakers? Well, RCA actually developed those in 1941. But unfortunately, with the breakout of World War II, it was kind of put on a back burner. So the way that they worked around that is they'd put a row of speakers in front of each of the cars. That worked more or less, but you still had to roll down your window to hear it. But also on top of that, it created a lot of sound pollution. Sometimes the words would get a bit muddled when you got 75 speakers all playing at once. Eh, that chicks. At the end of World War II, and when everybody got back from overseas, they had what was called the baby boom. Suddenly all these factories that were cranking out aircraft and whatnot for the war effort were now able to focus on building cars for the American people in tandem. You saw a great explosion of driving theaters all across the United States. Between the end of the war in 1947 and 1951, the 155 drive-in theaters that were already in existence exploded to well over 4,000 across the country. Yeah, that's right, Galen. Yeah, in fact, the peak was uh, from 58 to mid-60s or so. You know, back then, those things were actually family-friendly. Children used to be admitted for free. I don't see that too much anymore. They had kid pits that they could go play around in and stuff. Oh, hold on, looks like somebody else is coming through. Wait, something must have happened over there to get multiple visitors in one day. Ouch, That Oh my god. Gray, now he always sight for sore eyes. <sighs> Haven't seen you in so long. Pete. <laughs> good to see you, buddy. Oh, it's very good to see you too, Hank. It's been so long. You wouldn't believe the mess that things are in. Yeah, I just might. How are you doing? I'm alright. I was just telling the listener... They think these back rooms are linked to the post somehow. Because this is Camden, New Jersey, where the first drive-in theater was opened. I'm not sure how you make that connection. Well, as I was explaining to the listener, I've been bumping around here for a few years now. And most everything I've come across in here seems to have some link to the Poe. I saw a picture of this very field in cultural science before I left. That's very interesting. Any idea why that would be? Not sure, really. Kind of thing, and maybe it's a combination of it being back rooms and using the quantum phase Huzma fligates to make the object solid. What I'm thinking is that maybe we're locked in on the quantum level of the back rooms. What do you mean we? Well, you guys were on your way out, weren't you? Yeah. And you're here now, right? Yeah. So do you think maybe you might be stuck in here? I don't know. I haven't had time to process what happened yet. Everything was a bit fuzzy. Last thing I remembered was that evil Steve Jobs was trying to stop us from leaving the Poe. He needed to use the listener 
as a host to get out. And then Eddie contained him. And at that point, I fell through the gate. And I'm here now. But I can tell you for certain that this is not where the first drive-in theater was opened. Are you sure about that, Pete? Because I'm on pretty good authority. No, this is definitely one of the first, to be sure. Richard Hollingshead Jr. did patent the first drive-in here in Camden. However, the first real drive-in was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And it opened on April 23rd, 1915. The theater was known as Theater de Guadalupe, and the first movie ever shown was actually Bags of Gold, produced by Sigmund Lubin. Boy, howdy. Now I know how the director feels. What do you mean? Well, this whole time I thought I had the right information. Now all of a sudden, boom. Turns out I'm wrong. You have no idea how often that comes up. Well, at least you'll know now. Yeah, well, I just hate it when I get halfway into something and then come to find out that I was wrong the whole frickin' time. Oh, well. But everything else stands after that. Yeah, I suppose. Well, maybe we're here in Camden for another reason. It has a long history. I know, Pete, but I know that I've seen this with a bunch of movie shit. It has something to do with movies. I'm sure of that. All right, but I'm just saying, this site of Camden was originally established by Dutch traders in, what was it, uh, 1631. And in fact, the Delaware River over there, that was named after Lord De La Var. You mean De La Var? That's what I said, De La Var. That's how we get the name for the Delaware River. Yeah, truth be told, there's a lot of history over here that I just don't really know a whole heck of a lot about. Well, it is New Jersey. Yeah, it's true. I mean, no offense to the people in New Jersey, but you know what you got. Another one? How many of you are there? Please stand by. Ow, that really smarts. Bob. Oh, wow. Hey, Gray. Where's... Oh, hold on. I'll bet you this is coming to Please stand by. Ah, son of a bitch. Hey, Frank. How you doing? Oh, well, Hank, let me tell you. I took this job out of the goodness of my heart. And I think I'm gonna need a cardiologist when this is all done. And I've noticed that my voice hasn't been consistent on one goddamn show. Yeah, we can always chalk it up to you were sick or something. Yeah, let's go with that. Speaking of which, we really should be talking about our healthcare. Because I'm pretty sure that my Kaiser Permanente doesn't cover interdimensional travel. Yeah, you'll need to take that up with HR. Yeah, I kind of figured as much. Where are we? Well, it looks like we're in Camden, New Jersey. And I kind of figured it had something to do with the first drive-in theater. However, Pete just informed me that I was wrong about this being the first one. Camden, New Jersey? Oh, I know this one. Richard Hollingshead Jr., Set up an outdoor movie theater for his mom. He had taken a 1928 Kodak projector, put it on top of his car, strung up a couple of sheets between a couple of trees, and played movies for her that way. Yeah, that's what I heard too. But Pete just pointed out to me that the first actual drive-in was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Yeah, I seem to remember hearing something about that. Did you know that Bob and I used to work concessions in an old drive-in theater? No, actually, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Frank and I go a long way back. And let me tell you, Hank, that was a totally different time than right now. Back then, the projectors, they were huge, and they put out a lot of heat because they had to project a lot of light to get the images to travel such a far distance down so they could blow up nice and big. Everybody could see. You said it, Bob. And hauling those canisters around? Boy, howdy. Let me tell you, not like in the digital age where all you gotta do is push a couple of buttons. No, these cylinders were huge reels of film. Couldn't tell you off the top of my head how much they weighed, but they were pretty hefty. That's right. 
These were actual substantial things. When you ran a movie through, if you saw a little scratch, that was permanently in the movie. Or at least on that reel, anyway. Much like in the 80s, when you could rent a videotape, say through Blockbuster or Hollywood Video, if there was a warp or anything in there, that was permanently on that copy. Most of the time, when a movie was put onto film, there were only so many copies ever made. So the indoor theaters, they would get first run at them. After the movies run through a few times, then it's sent back to a distributor. Kind of like Blockbuster. So then when other theaters want the movie, they send in a request, and then a particular reel is sent out. Now sometimes, if the reel stays in a local group area, you could actually see a small little scratch while sitting in the movie theater, and then see that same scratch on the big screen of an outdoor theater. That just means that particular print is the same one that you saw before. Not very common, but common enough to not be called rare. That's right, Frank. There is a tactileness to running a theater, be it indoor or outdoor. Nowadays, everything's all digitized. Good, clean cookie cutter. But there's just something about an actual print. Kind of like a vinyl record. You have little scratches here and there. They just give it its own personality. You said it, Bob. I'll be honest. It's kind of making me a little homesick. Yeah, give it time. Think you're homesick now. Ah, jeepers. Looks like we got another one coming in. Everybody stand back. Oh, mother pus bucket. Ward. Oh, wow. Hey, man. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. Wow, it's almost like a family reunion here. It's great to see all you guys. Seriously, it's been a long time. Yeah, I really kind of wish it was under better circumstances. Yeah, I'd say you look good, but, I mean, you're covered in blood and, assuming, chicken feathers or something? Uh, goose feathers, actually. Goose feathers? Yeah, something about the nature department wanted to try to be more in tune with nature and shit, and they decided to weaponize geese, you know. Oddly, I'm really not surprised. Yeah, you know, and then they got the polar bears. Let me guess, cybernetic? Yeah, man. Shoulder-mounted laser? Close, man. No, it's a rocket launcher. A rocket launcher? That doesn't make any sense. Once that thing launched, they would be blinded. Don't forget, they're cybernetic, man. Oh, yeah. All right. So what's happening, man? Well, I was just explaining to the uh, listener how I think that the back rooms are somehow tied into the Poe. Because I've seen a picture of this place in the cultural science area. This is Camden, New Jersey. And I was positive it had something to do with the first drive-in theater. Oh, that's interesting, man. But it sounds like you're kind of doubting that now. Well, yeah, Pete just gave me some new information that apparently the actual first drive-in was in 1915, and it was in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Las Cruces, New Mexico? Huh. The director got stuck there once. Really? Oh, yeah, man. It was in one of his hitchhiking expeditions. First, he had gone to see his sister graduate college in Colorado Springs, and he figured, fuck it, he was halfway to Texas. Might as well go see his buddy down in San Angelo, who was graduating AIT. Really? Oh, yeah, man. He even got to go on base and everything. That's a story for another time. But you say he was in Las Cruces? Oh, yeah, man. He was hitchhiking back, and he kind of got stuck in Las Cruces. Then one night, he ended up catching a ride with this weird couple, ended up staying at their house for a week, helped them build an above-ground swimming pool, they bought him a plane ticket and flew him back to Seattle. Man, some weird shit went down that whole time. Really? Like what? Oh, man, no. There's a story for another time. You know, I'm starting to detect a theme here. It almost seems like everything around here has something to do with the director. 
No, I'll be totally honest with you, Pete. I didn't know about the Las Cruces connection until you said something. That right there is a coincidence, pure and simple. Maybe, but we'll see. Yeah, man, those drive-ins. My mom used to call those passion pits. Passion pits? Yeah, man, that's how I ended up with so many brothers. I didn't know you had brothers, Ward. Oh, yeah, man. I got Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. Wait a minute, say that again? Sure, man. Marky, Ricky, Danny, Terry, Mikey, Davey, Timmy, Tommy, Joey, Robbie, Johnny, and Brian. Wow, you got a huge family. Yeah, man. Catholic. In the 70s and 80s, drivers started to kind of take a major decline. Started becoming kind of like a house of ill repute, I suppose. There was an actual resurgence. We got good old COVID-19 to thank for that. How you figure? Well, with needing the social distance and everything, people were cooped up for a long time. Then places started coming up with the idea of having outdoor theaters where you could sit in your car and watch a movie. It was kind of like being social, but still being socially distanced. Huh, that's interesting. You remember your first movie award that you saw their drive-in? Oh, yeah, man. It was a double feature, in fact. We saw Stephen King's Christine, and we also saw Kroll. I barely remember Kroll. I remember it was pretty cool. It was like Space Wizards or something. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. It had the weird crazy spider in it, didn't it? Yeah, man. Ugh, that thing gave me like willies. Yeah, that could be where I got my arachnophobia. You got arachnophobia? I did for a long time. Not so much anymore. Long story. Most of them usually are, man. Looks like we got another incoming, incoming traveler. traveler. All right, now Please we got the wheel spinning. Let's see who's next. Lily. No, oh, this will be good. Hank, is it really you? Why are you here? What is going on? What happened? Yeah, it's a bit of a complicated story. Yeah, for sure. Well, how about you uncomplicate it? What's going on? When you said homicidal robots, I thought you were kidding. Yeah, unfortunately, no, they weren't kidding. You know, why do I get the feeling you have something to do with this? Hank, you gotta understand. And that's how it always starts. What, Lilith, what did you do? Don't you dare scold me. I'm not scolding you. I'm asking you what you did. You don't need to ask so aggressively. See, now I know you did something because you're evading the question. Well, honestly, to be fair, it wasn't entirely my fault. Go on. I'm listening. So, with both you and Director Folks missing... Wait, Director Folks is missing? Yeah, he kind of fell through an unmarked gate with an eldritch god named Cthulhu. And now they're kind of lost in the back rooms, too. <sighs> okay. And... Well, the emergency holographic director, the Herodotus. I wasn't going to call him the Herodotus. We're calling him Eddie. Eddie? Oh, like Edgar. Okay, I, I get it. All right, let's move on. Anyway, he couldn't track either you or director folks. So I kind of thought... You kind of thought? I kind of thought if I hooked up an Apple One to it, that the primitive interface would be able to work around all the excess files, get to the core root of the system and see if I could track you guys that way. I see. All right. So anyway, listener, follow me. I'll show you the way out. Again, like I said, this is nice and quiet out here. Wait, you're just going to let it go like that? Yep. You're not even going to ask why? Nope. You're not even going to scold me about following orders? What would be the point? I just want to explain why. Lilith, you don't need to explain why. I know why. Because you believe that nobody knows better than you. You seem to think that the rules don't apply to you. You think that there are more guidelines. So you push, you push, you push. 
And then when everything comes crashing down, you have every excuse in the book. I've been in here a long time, and I started thinking long and hard about that. I think maybe it's time that you do, too. You know, one thing I really do want to point out to Lilith is don't drag other people into your shit. I mean, poor Pete and Cecil. Wait a minute. Where's Cecil? I didn't see him come through the gate. He was right behind me. Huh. Um, maybe we should go back and look for him. Run! 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 Boy, there he is. What's he doing? Run! Kind of looks like he's trying to fly. I think he's saying something, man. Run! He's saying run? Yeah, I think he's saying run. No, don't stop! What are you doing? Run, damn it! Whoa, Cecil, settle down. What's going on? Ugh. Ugh, man. Alright, so right after everybody started going through the gates, Pobots just started swarming in. Managed to fight them off for a while, but boy howdy, they were getting ready to come after y'all. How'd you get away? Gate opened up and I fell through. I was trying to blow it. Why were you trying to blow it? Well, that. Oh, 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 boy, howdy. This is a delicate situation. Oh, what sights we have to show you. Right, everybody, come on. Follow me. Gate's just right up here. Wait, those things are moving fast. Yeah, we probably shouldn't have upgraded their speed. I told you all that this was a bad idea. They're gaining on us. Oh, man, I don't know. Hey, Frank, how you doing, man? Well, Bob, I'm, I'll tell you. I'm out of shape for this shit. All right, we can't outrun them. Everybody, get behind me. Maybe we can slow them down. All right, let's see. Two... Ah, hell. That a little sting. 2.7. Say hello to my little friend. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, you like that? What the hell is that? 2.7 terawatts. Holy shit. I can't even comprehend that much power. Yeah, it's pretty much the equivalent of all the energy that the United States used up in 2000. That includes solar, nuclear, and gas. That's cool. I know, right? I need to get a toy like that. Yeah, I found this in one of the back rooms. It draws power from black holes in parallel dimensions. It's pretty cool, but it takes a long time for it to charge. You literally just obliterated that entire hillside. Yeah, I figure it'll probably slow him down for a while. All right, you guys, get the hell out of here, all right? I'm going to stand behind and try to stop any of them that try to come through. Hank, come with us. Can't guarantee I'm going to follow you, babe. You guys have the quantum markers. I don't. I'll jump in right behind you. Give you guys a bit of a head start. I'll find you. Hank, now's not the time, Will. We can talk about that later. Listener, it was good to see you. Hope to see you again soon. Now exiting the Phantasmagoric Oddities Emporium. Please stand by. Warning. Warning. System malfunction. Please exit the system in 